0: The following is a relevant radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the donate
1: icon at www.relevantradio.com. I hope you're able to spend some time with family and friends today in the United States. It's Thanksgiving Day. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, November 25th, 2021. Thursday of the 34th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, this is liturgical year B, cycle one. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the rosary. And today is also the optional memorial of Saint Catherine of Alexandria. According to legend, she converted to Christianity after receiving a vision. At the age of 18, she debated 50 pagan philosophers. They were amazed at her wisdom and debating skills and they became Christians as did about 200 soldiers and members of the emperor's family. All were martyred. Catherine was sentenced to be executed on a spiked wheel. She touched it, and it shattered. She was therefore beheaded. Centuries later, it's said that angels carried her body to a monastery at the foot of Mount Sinai. St. Catherine of Alexandria died about 310 A.D. St. Catherine of Alexandria, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. Along with Pope Francis, we pray that people who suffer from depression or burnout will find support and a light that opens them up to life. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus.
2: My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you're here, that you see me, that you hear me, I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Jesus, as we begin our prayer today, we want to take those words with which we have just begun really to heart. Today we are going to meditate upon Daniel, who we learn about in the first reading of the Mass today, who is thrown into the lion's den. And if you imagine him thrown into the cave, with the hole of the cave having been sealed up with the lions ready to pounce, then we might say those words again. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here. What an act of faith that is, to see your presence, Jesus, at the times whenever we are really struggling, the times whenever we are perhaps even in grave difficulty or danger really and truly believe that you are there with us, that you hear us, that you see us, that our pleas and our plights are not irrelevant to you, but that you have the love of a Father for us, that you are encouraging us and strengthening us. And so in that regard we jump into the story of Daniel. Daniel had risen to be a very respected chief minister in the government of King Darius in Babylonia. A Jewish man who had found himself in the midst of a a pagan territory because of the exile, because the Jewish people had been taken from their homeland and were forced to live abroad. And most of the Jews had decided that they just had to get on with things and they had to try as best they could to adapt to the the new situation where they find themselves, but they had to keep their faith as best they could. And Daniel really is an exemplary witness to that, to keeping our faith in the midst of difficult circumstances, even hostile circumstances. People around us don't share our faith and that's why he's important for us today because many of us find ourselves in that very situation. We find ourselves surrounded by people who don't share our faith or perhaps are even hostile to it. And so how do we maintain our love for you, Jesus, and maintain those traditions that have been passed down to us by the generations that have come before us? And yet, how do we keep faithful also to our surroundings? How do we contribute to the society in which we are in? He was, you might say, a good Jew and a good citizen. He did more than just his duty. He was well respected, kind of a chief minister, like a a prime minister. Not, of course. sense of election, he didn't have to go out and and seek the popular vote, but he, he was respected for who he was, for his capacities and abilities, and that was well regarded and rewarded. And so he was given a position of responsibility and leadership, you might say. He shared that with some other chief civil servants. Now his abilities, as is often the case, drew the jealousy of others and they couldn't stand him because he was good at what he did, and because he perhaps even made them look bad. Now, having to deal with the jealousy of other people sometimes leaves us in a situation of complete powerlessness. We have kind of little say in what people are going to say or think about us. And if they want to get jealous about us, well, not much we can do about that, but we kind of have to suffer as a, as a result of that. Daniel doesn't do anything, let's say, to encourage that but he he suffers as a result of it. And they know that he is perfectly upright, that he is a good man, does his job well, and that he lives his life according to the principles of his faith. So they knew that there was nothing they could basically pin him on to, to get rid of him. So they set a trap for him to compromise his loyalty to the Lord. And also as a consequence, then his loyalty to the king. And so they hatch this plan that anybody who prays cannot be loyal to the king. And we read in the book of Daniel that Daniel just continued to be faithful to his daily prayer. He doesn't change a thing about his daily life. He doesn't intensify his prayer out of rebellion because of this law, but he just remains faithful to the plan of life that he had without compromising it. And we're told in the book of Daniel That three times a day that he would go up to pray. Now there's no strong evidence that there was any kind of established rule amongst the Jewish people in exile that they would pray three times a day. We learn little customs that he had that he would open the windows and he would look towards the holy city of Jerusalem. And whilst the kind of liturgical prayer, you might say, or the kind of rhythm of daily prayer becomes fixed in Judaism and as an extension of that even in, in Christianity. There's no evidence that that was the case at the time. So Daniel going up to pray three times a day wasn't something that he was obliged to do, but something that he, he chose freely to do. And he probably punctuated his day with these three moments of prayer, maybe in the morning, maybe in the afternoon, maybe in the evening, we, we can just imagine it. But that was his his plan of life, you might say. And he was faithful to it. Even though it became illegal, even though it became, on, on the point of death, illegal in order to pray, he just continued on doing what he always did. He was faithful to the commitment that he made to the Lord in his prayer. And when he is caught, because inevitably that was going to be the case, the penalty is that he is to be fed to the lions, which, of course, seems like a a ridiculous penalty just for praying but of course the whole thing is stitched up by these other ministers that they want to basically to get rid of him and not only do they want to get rid of him but they want to get rid of him in a kind of a, a brutal gruesome way and despite the best efforts of the king to save him because he recognized his many talents and abilities and the loyalty which daniel had shown to him he is unable to do so and the king in a sense remains faithful to the laws of the land without compromising and puts Daniel into the lion's den. Well Daniel was faithful to the Lord and the Lord was faithful to Daniel and so the, we're told that the the jaws of the lions were sealed so that they did Daniel no harm. Kind of a miraculous event. The lions didn't eat him. Hungry lions you might say were not hungry whenever Daniel was thrown into the pit. So Daniel was absolutely rigid about his prayer life. That's, that's what ends him up in the pit, let's say. His devotional life of prayer, the little practices that he had, going up to the upper room, turning towards Jerusalem. He, he does all of this out of complete love for you, Lord. That's his preference. Number one preference in life is to, to worship you and to give you honor and praise. And even whenever somebody tells him that he can't do that, he basically just ignores it and continues on to do it anyway. Now, we might find ourselves not quite in the situation where we're going to be thrown into the lion's den, but we probably will face similar situations where we are going to be caught between being faithful to the Lord or compromising our faith, compromising even the little plans or the devotions that we set ourselves to make for you Lord. Now you can imagine certain situations on a kind of a daily basis where you might be asked to compromise your faith. Well unless we are fortified with prayer beforehand, how are we going to cope in those situations? Sure the Holy Spirit will help us whenever we need it, but why put God to the test in that regard? Why not build up a constant devotion of prayer in our lives so that when difficulties come, we're well supported by a good life of prayer already. So that if we are faced, let's say quite concretely, to compromise our Catholic faith, we will be so fortified by our fidelity to prayer that hopefully it won't even touch us. Some of us are obliged to pray on a daily basis. You know, priests are obliged to pray the divine office five times a day. We are obliged to attend mass on Sundays and holidays of obligation, in the normal course of things, of course. But none of us are actually obliged to pray, to set aside time for the Lord. And so we want to do that out of complete devotion, to show you, Jesus, that we love you by spending this time of prayer with you. Now, there's a nice little thing in the way that St. Maria says, and it might help us now as we end this time of prayer, but praying for fidelity to you, Lord, so that when we need you most, you'll be there for us. Mary has chosen the better part we read in the Holy Gospel. There she is drinking in the words of the master. Apparently idle, she is praying and loving. Afterwards, she accompanies Jesus in his preaching through towns and villages. Without prayer, how difficult it is to accompany Him. Mary, help us to deepen in our own prayer life that we might accompany your Son, Jesus, that we might be faithful to Him and He faithful to us. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, Intercede for me.
1: You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 past the hour, and we'll begin the liturgical day next on Daybreak. It's Thanksgiving Day, Thursday, November 25th, 2021. I'm Paul Sodick. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin our day of prayer now joining with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and And my my mouth mouth will will proclaim proclaim your your praise.
3: Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy.
1: Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you.
3: Come Come into into the the Lord's presence, presence, singing for joy. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples. You guide the nations on earth. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy.
1: Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you.
3: Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God our God has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing till the ends of the earth revere him. Come Come into into the the Lord's presence, presence, singing for joy.
2: Glory to the Father and to
1: the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it
3: was in the beginning is now. And will be forever. Amen. Come into the Lord's presence singing for joy.
4: Our Savior, we will praise you forever. Lord, Lord, you are are our Savior, Savior. We we will praise you forever. We
5: heard with our own ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you, yourself, in days long ago.
6: To plant them, you uprooted the nations. To let them spread you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land. No arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face. For you loved them.
5: It is you, my king, my God, Who granted victories to Jacob. Through you we beat down our foes. In your name we trampled our aggressors.
6: For it was not in my bow that I trusted, nor yet was I saved by my sword. It was you who saved us from our foes. It was you who put our foes to shame. All day long our boast was in God, and we praised your name without ceasing.
5: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit,
6: as As it was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever.
5: Amen.
1: Lord, Lord, you are our Savior. Savior. We We will praise you forever.
4: Spare us, O Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt. Spare us, O Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt.
6: Yet now you have rejected us, disgraced us. You no longer go forth with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe, and our enemies plunder us at will.
5: You make us like sheep for the slaughter, and scatter us among the nations. You sell your own people for nothing, and make
6: no profit by the sale. You make us the taunt of our neighbors, the laughingstock of all who are near. Among them nations, you make us a byword. Among the peoples, a thing of derision.
5: All day long, my disgrace is before me. My face is covered with shame at the voice of the taunter, the scoffer, at the sight of the foe and avenger.
6: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. as it it was was in the the beginning,
5: beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever.
6: forever.
7: Amen.
4: Spare Spare us, us, O Lord. Do not bring your your own people people into contempt. Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for you are merciful. Rise up, O Lord, and save us, us, for for you you are are merciful. merciful.
6: This befell us, though we had not forgotten you, though we had not been false to your covenant, though we had not withdrawn our hearts, though our feet had not strayed from your path, yet you have crushed us in a place of sorrows and covered us with the shadow of death.
5: Had we forgotten the name of our God? or stretched out our hands to another god? Would not God have found this out, he who knows the secrets of the heart? It is for you we face death all day long and are counted as sheep for the slaughter.
6: Awake, O Lord. Why do you sleep? Arise, Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our oppression and misery?
5: For we are brought down low to the dust. Our body lies prostrate on the earth. Stand up and come to our help. Redeem us because of your love.
6: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. as As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now,
7: and and will be forever. forever. Amen.
1: Lord,
6: rise up and come to our aid. With your strong arm, lead us to freedom, as you mightily delivered our forefathers. Since you are the King who knows the secrets of our hearts, fill them with the light of truth.
5: Rise 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 up, O Lord, Lord, and and save save us. us. for you
4: you are are merciful.
5: merciful.
6: Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. From the second letter of the Apostle Peter The Lord knows how to rescue devout men from trial and how to continue the punishment of the wicked up to the day of judgment. He knows especially how to treat those who live for the flesh in their desire for whatever corrupts And who despise authority. These bold and arrogant men have no qualms whatever about reviling celestial beings, on whom angels, though greater than men in strength and power, pass no opprobrious sentence in the Lord's presence. These men pour abuse on things of which they are ignorant. They act like creatures of instinct, brute animals born to be caught and destroyed. Because of their decadence, they too will be destroyed, suffering the reward of their wickedness. Thinking daytime reveille a delight, they are stain and defilement as they share your feasts in a spirit of seduction. Constantly on the lookout for a woman, theirs is a never-ending search for sin. They lure the weaker types. Their hearts are trained in greed. An accursed lot are they. They have abandoned the straight road and wandered off on the path taken by Baalam, son of Beor. He was a man attracted to dishonest gain, but he was rebuked for his evil doing. A mute beast spoke with a human voice to restrain the prophet's madness. These men are waterless springs, mists whipped by the gill the darkest gloom has been reserved for them. They talk empty bombast while baiting their hooks with passion with the lustful ways of the flesh to catch those who have just come free of a life of errors. They promise them freedom, though they themselves are slaves of corruption, for surely anyone is the slave of that by which he has been overcome. When men have fled a polluted world by recognizing the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and then are caught up and overcome in pollution once more. Their last condition is worse than their first. It would have been better for them not to have recognized the road to holiness than have to turn their backs on the holy law handed on to them once they had known it. How well the proverb fits them. The dog returns to its vomit, and a sow bathes by wallowing in the mire. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God.
6: There are many things that are true, honorable, and just. Many that are pure. Think about them. These These you must do,
1: and the God God of peace
6: will be with with you. you. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous and strong.
7: These
1: These you must must do and the God of peace will be with you.
0: A reading from a homily on Matthew by St. John Chrysostom, Bishop. As long as we are sheep, we are overcome, and those surrounded by countless wolves, we emerge victorious. But if we turn into wolves, we are overcome, for we lose the shepherd's help. He, after all, feeds the sheep, not wolves, and will abandon you if you do not let him show his power in you. What he says is this, Do not be upset that, as I send you out among the wolves, I bid you be as sheep and doves. I could have managed things quite differently, and sent you not to suffer evil, nor to yield like sheep to the wolves, but to be fiercer than lions. But the way I have chosen is right. It will bring you greater praise, and at the same time manifest my power. That is what he told Paul. My grace is enough for you, for in weakness my power is made perfect. I intend, he says, to deal in the same way with you. For when he says, I am sending you out like sheep, he implies, but do not therefore lose heart, for I know and am certain that no one will be able to overcome you. The Lord, however, does not want them to contribute something lest everything seem to be the work of grace, and then seem to win their reward without deserving it. Therefore he adds, You must be clever as snakes, and innocent as doves. But they may object. What good is our cleverness amid so many dangers? How can we be clever when tossed about by so many waves? However great the cleverness of the sheep as he stands among the wolves, so many wolves, what can it accomplish? However great the innocence of the dove, what good does it do him with so many hawks swooping upon him? To all this I say, cleverness and innocence admittedly do these irrational creatures no good, but they can help you greatly. What cleverness is the Lord requiring here? The cleverness of a snake. A snake will surrender everything and will put up no great resistance, even if its body is being cut into pieces— provided it can save its head. So you, the Lord is saying, must surrender everything but your faith, money, body, even life itself. For faith is the head and the root. Keep that, and though you lose all else, you will get it back in abundance. The Lord therefore counseled the disciples to be not simply clever or innocent. Rather, he joined the two qualities— so that they become a genuine virtue. He insisted on the cleverness of the snake, so that the deadly wounds might be avoided. And he insisted on the innocence of the dove, so that revenge might not be taken on those who injure or lay traps for you. Cleverness is useless without innocence. Do not believe that this precept is beyond your power. More than anyone else, The Lord knows the true natures of created things. He knows that moderation, not a fierce defense, beats back a fierce attack.
6: See, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves, says the Lord. Be Be as as cunning cunning as as serpents and as innocent as as doves. While you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become children of the light. Be as cunning as serpents and as innocent as doves. Lord, increase our eagerness to do your will and help us to know the saving power of your love. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever.
1: Amen. Twenty-three minutes before the hour. We'll check out today's Gospel in just a few minutes. Along with In Conversation with God in Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On Thanksgiving Day, it's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord continues to speak about the last things. We call it eschatology. It's from the 21st chapter of the Gospel of Luke.
8: But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation has come near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let those who are inside the city depart, and let not those who are out in the country enter it. For these are days of vengeance, to fulfill all that is written, Alas, for those who are with child and for those who give suck in those days. For great distress shall be upon the earth and wrath upon this people. They will fall by the edge of the sword and be led captive among all nations. And Jerusalem will be trodden down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And there will be signs in sun and moon and stars and upon the earth, distress of nations in perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to take place, Look up and
1: raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. All the weekday and Sunday mass readings are on the relevant radio app. The app is free. 18 minutes before the hour, it's Thanksgiving Day in the United States, technically a secular holiday. And as Christians, we might find it a touch humorous that one day is set aside to give thanks when giving thanks should permeate every moment of our lives. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 7, Special Feasts. Our entire life is a gift we have received from God through no merit of our own. For this reason, our habitual disposition of thanksgiving to God should overflow in acts of thanksgiving throughout the day. We are reminded in the preface of the Mass, Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. We can recall St. Paul's principal reproach to the pagans as well. Having known God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. We need to be continually thankful to the Lord for the benefits we have received during the past year. Some we are aware of, but perhaps even more valuable benefits have come to us without our recognition of them. These graces include rescue from dangers of body and soul, the making of new friends who will play a part in our salvation, and even apparent setbacks like sickness or professional failure. We should enjoy great peace, since we know that God will draw abundant fruit from circumstances and events that present themselves as unwelcome and are seemingly counterproductive. We later understand these very occasions to be divine caresses. These veiled graces are like the wood God showed Moses. When he threw it into the sea, the salt water was changed to fresh. The founder of Opus Dei used to recommend giving thanks to the Lord for all his benefits, including those we are unaware of. Perhaps one of our greatest embarrassments at the last judgment will come from knowing the enormous number of divine gifts we did not appreciate as such. There may also be our unwarranted resentment at what seemed to be indifference to our prayers. At least then, though, we will finally but with shame offer thanks. Since we will know the Lord had the goodness not to answer our many foolish requests. It is possible that if He had granted our misguided petitions, we would have heard the same reprimand the rich man heard. Remember, son, in your lifetime you received many good things. How surprised many will be to learn with more supernatural outlook they could have understood the providence of God at work in the midst of both good and apparently ill fortune. Furthermore, our present gratitude is a foretaste of heaven and purgatory. After death, we will thank God for the times of tribulation he permitted us to undergo during our life. We will perceive in every occasion of suffering the tender affection of a father who wants his children to be purified and to arrive all the more quickly at his side in glory. In the end, we will thank him above all because he will have granted us the opportunity for true and fruitful penance. May we thank the Lord always and everywhere, but especially during Mass, which is the supreme act of thanksgiving. In the liturgy, we pray, we offer you, Father, this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving for the gifts you have granted us. Help us to recognize them as the benefits we have received from you through no merit of our own. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fourteen before the hour, we pray with the whole church now as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance.
7: Lord, make haste to help me.
1: Glory
6: to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
7: As
4: it
6: was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. Stir
4: Stir
5: up your your mighty power, power, Lord. Lord.
6: Come Come to our
5: aid. O Shepherd of Israel, hear us. You who lead Joseph's flock, shine forth from your cherubim throne upon Ephraim, Benjamin, Manasseh, O Lord, rouse up your might. O Lord, come to our help.
6: God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us and we shall be saved.
5: Lord God of hosts, how long will you frown on your people's plea? You have fed them with tears for their bread, an abundance of tears for their drink. You have made us the taunt of our neighbors. Our enemies... Laugh us to scorn.
6: God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved.
5: You brought a vine out of Egypt. To plant it you drove out the nations. Before it you cleared the ground. It took root and spread through the land.
6: The mountains were covered with its shadow, the cedars of God with its boughs. It stretched out its branches to the sea. To the great river it stretched out its shoots.
5: Then why have you broken down its walls? It is plucked by all who pass by. It is ravaged by the boar of the forest, devoured by the beasts of the field.
6: God of hosts, turn again, we implore. Look down from heaven and see. Visit this vine and protect it, the vine your right hand has planted. Men have burnt it with fire and destroyed it. May they perish at the frown of your face.
5: May your hand be on the man you have chosen, the man you have given your strength, and we shall never forsake you again. Give us life that we may call upon your name.
6: God of hosts, Bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved.
5: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
6: As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever.
5: forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, eternal shepherd, you so tend the vineyard you planted that now it extends its branches even to the farthest coast. Look down on your church and come to us. Help us remain in your Son as branches on the vine, that, planted firmly in your love, we may testify before the whole world to your great power working everywhere. Stir Stir up up your your mighty mighty power, power, Lord. Lord. Come Come to to our our aid. aid. THE LORD HAS WORKED MARVELS FOR US. MAKE IT KNOWN TO THE ENDS OF THE WORLD.
7: THE The
6: LORD Lord HAS WORKED MARVELS marvels FOR US. MAKE make IT it KNOWN TO THE the ENDS of OF THE WORLD. I GIVE YOU THANKS, O LORD, THOUGH YOU HAVE BEEN ANGRY WITH ME. YOUR ANGER HAS ABATED, AND YOU HAVE CONSOLED ME.
5: GOD INDEED IS MY SAVIOR. I AM CONFIDENT AND UNAFRAID. MY STRENGTH AND MY COURAGE IS THE LORD, AND HE HAS BEEN MY SAVIOR.
6: WITH JOY YOU WILL DRAW WATER AT THE FOUNTAIN OF SALVATION AND SAY ON THAT DAY, GIVE THANKS TO THE LORD, ACCLAIM HIS NAME. AMONG THE NATIONS MAKE KNOWN HIS DEEDS, PROCLAIM HOW EXALTED IS HIS NAME.
5: SING PRAISE TO THE LORD FOR HIS GLORIOUS ACHIEVEMENT. Let this be known throughout all the earth.
6: Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel.
5: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit,
6: as it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen.
7: The
6: The Lord has has worked worked marvels marvels for for us. us. Make it known to to the the ends of the the world. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Ring Ring out out your your joy joy to God God, our strength.
5: strength. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Shout in triumph to the God of Jacob.
6: Raise a song and sound the timbrel, the sweet-sounding harp and the lute. Blow the trumpet at the new moon when the moon is full on our feast. For
5: this is Israel's law, a command of the God of Jacob. He imposed it as a rule on Joseph when he went out against the land of Egypt.
6: A voice I did not know said to me, I freed your shoulder from the burden, your hands were freed from the load. You called in distress and I saved you.
5: I answered concealed in the storm cloud. At the waters of Mirabah. I tested you. Listen, my people, to my warning. O Israel, if only you would heed.
6: Let there be no foreign god among you, no worship of an alien god. I am the Lord your God, who brought you from the land of Egypt Open wide your mouth, and I will fill it.
5: But my people did not heed my voice, and Israel would not obey. So I left them in their stubbornness of heart to follow their own designs.
6: Oh, that my people would heed me, that Israel would walk in my ways. At once I would subdue their foes, turn my hand against their enemies.
5: The Lord's enemies would cringe at their feet and their subjection would last forever. But Israel I would feed with finest wheat and fill them with honey from the rock.
6: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever.
5: Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, open our mouths to proclaim your glory. Help us leave sin behind and to rejoice in professing your name. Ring out, out your joy, joy to, God, to God, our strength. strength.
6: A reading from the letter to the Romans. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of justice peace, and the joy that is given by the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ in this way pleases God and wins the esteem of men. Let us, then, make it our aim to work for peace and to strengthen one another. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. In the the early hours hours of of the morning, morning, I think think of of you, O Lord. Always you are there to help me. I I think think of of you, You, O Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In In
5: the the early hours of of the morning, morning, I think think of you, You, O Lord. Lord.
4: Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free.
5: He has raised up for us a mighty Savior,
4: born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies and to guide our feet into the way of peace.
5: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit,
4: as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins.
7: Let us pray.
6: Blessed be God. Our Father, who protects His children and never spurns their prayers, let us humbly implore Him, Enlighten us, Lord. Enlighten Enlighten us, Lord. Lord. We thank You, Lord, for enlightening us through Your Son.
4: Fill us with His light throughout the day. Enlighten Enlighten us, Lord. Lord.
6: Let Your wisdom lead us today, Lord,
4: that we may walk in the newness of life. Enlighten Enlighten us, Lord. Lord.
6: May we bear hardships with courage for your namesake
4: and be generous in serving you. Enlighten, Enlighten us, Lord. Lord.
6: Direct our thoughts, feelings, and actions this day.
4: Help us to follow your providential guidance. Enlighten, Enlighten, Enlighten
6: us, us Lord. Lord. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ Himself taught
4: us Our, our Father, Father, who, who art, art in, in heaven, heaven Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven.
5: Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us.
4: And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil.
5: Lord, true light and source of all light. Listen to our morning prayer, turn our thoughts to what is holy, and may we ever live in the light of your love. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
6: May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life.
8: Amen.
1: Advent begins in just two days. Get ready. Morning air in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Make it a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org.